Hello and welcome to another teaching from 119 Ministries. Our ministry believes that the whole Bible is true and directly applicable to our lives today. If you would like to know more about what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. We hope that you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. Welcome to perhaps the most heatedly debated topic in all of Hebrew's theology. Can we transliterate biblical names? We do find it unfortunate that LORD, in all capital letters, replaced yod heh that is commonly known as the Tetragrammaton in most English translations. That is not transliteration, but blatantly replacing the name of our Creator with a different word. This is why in nearly all of our teachings we will make a point of verbally changing LORD, when in all capital letters, back to his name when reading the scriptures. Now, we do pronounce his name close to the way we believe it may have been originally pronounced. However, that is simply our opinion. We can do no better than reviewing all evidence and generate a conclusion, but we cannot prove it. We could be totally wrong. No one can prove it. Unless one had a method of audibly recording the name so long ago, there is no way to know for sure, and to that, all credible Hebrew linguistic scholars agree. So, though we offer our opinion on the matter, it is just simply that. We stop short of correcting anyone on the different variances of spellings and pronunciations. And we have a deep concern for anyone who is overly adamant that they have it all figured out. And we are even more concerned for the types that go on the warpath and beat down anyone who does not understand the spelling or pronunciation of the name like they do. What this teaching is about, though, is the practice of transliterations. For example, when people move from one country to another country, the differences in languages might cause a person to transliterate their name differently, so that it is easier for others to speak it. It often depends on how difficult it might be for a name to be pronounced in a new country with a different language. You will also find that we do not say our Messiah's name as Jesus too often, and if we do, it is only as a reference and serves as an opportunity to share his Aramaic or Hebraic equivalent as Yeshua. We do this because this is how he would have normally been referred to in the first century. Yeshua is also easy for us to say. However, in the first century, a Greek would have a hard time saying Yeshua because they did not have the sh sound. Yeshua's name was transliterated into Jesus. We do not have any problem with transliterating names. We certainly find more meaning and value in the original Hebrew, but we stop short of saying that transliterating a name into another language is wrong. For instance, Shaul transliterated his name into Greek as Paul. A few hundred years before our Messiah, a group of Jews translated the Hebrew scriptures into Greek. Today, it is called the Septuagint, or the LXX, which also included transliterating all of the names. It was common practice even before Yeshua to transliterate names into other languages. The name Yahushua was transliterated into the Greek the same way our Messiah's name was transliterated into the Greek. It is not because there is a relationship to the Greek god Zeus. They followed simple Hebrew to Greek transliteration rules. If there really was a linguistic relationship between the Greek transliteration of Yeshua and Zeus, then the transliteration would have been spelled differently. For more information on that subject, we recommend the teaching why it is okay to say Jesus. Also, a straight transliteration of Yehoshua to English actually should have been Joshua. But because Yehoshua went from Hebrew, Yehoshua, 
to its linguistic cousin, Aramaic, Yeshua, then to Greek, Latin, Old English, and then finally on to English, the sequence of transliterations evolved into what we hear today as Jesus. Joshua would have actually been a better straight or direct transliteration. Jesus is a poorer attempt based on an unfortunate evolution of transliterations that happened over 2,000 years through multiple languages. So, we do not disagree with transliterations. As we said, Paul transliterated his own name. The Septuagint transliterated every name in the Old Testament scriptures. And it is very possible that our Messiah may have transliterated his own name into Greek when speaking to a Greek individual, just like many transliterate their names today by moving to another country and to another language. Why? Because phonetically, a person who could only speak Greek could not usually say Yeshua. As we have already mentioned, there was not a sh sound in their standard phonics. So, to save others' embarrassment, you would transliterate your name for them, like Paul did, to make it easier for them. In summary, there is value in the original Hebrew or Aramaic names, and basically no value in the transliterated forms, other than they are easier for others to say, which of course is the whole point of transliteration. The actual Hebrew or Aramaic names actually have meaning behind them, and that is a good thing. Many are going to disagree with the idea of transliterating names. However, we teach the Torah, and we expect that you would want to as well. And the Torah does not say anywhere that transliterating a name is wrong. Thus, we cannot say it's wrong either without adding to the Word of God, without violating Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 2. So when someone uses the name Jesus, though Yahushua or Yeshua or similar form would be more historically accurate, it is not something we can correct another person on. We can let them know the more accurate spelling and pronunciation to the best that we are able, but we do not need to beat each other up over the matter. There is one more issue related to the name. Some believe that we are not to reveal the Tetragrammaton, yod heh or his name at all, and only refer to our Creator as Hashem, which simply means the name in Hebrew. Sometimes this is due to a misunderstanding or belief that one is profaning his name by saying it. Of course, if this was true, we would not find his name in the Tanakh nearly 7,000 times. Name in Hebrew, or Shem, literally means character or authority. To profane the name of Yahweh means to banner Yahweh as your authority in your life with your mouth, but then live contrary to his instructions. In such a situation, one makes void or worthless his instructions or Torah in front of others. It's profaning his name. It makes his authority out to be worthless in front of others. It has nothing to do with how often or in what way we say or write out his name in terms of actual spelling or pronunciation. Due to time constraints, we were forced to be very brief on this subject. This subject actually deserves a standalone teaching on this matter. For more on this subject, please see our teaching series titled Hashem. If there is one takeaway that we can encourage you to consider on this topic is please be kind, considerate, and understanding when discussing this with others. This topic does often more harm than good in the body, and frankly, it is simply not necessary. We pray that you've been blessed by this teaching, and remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. 
If you feel led to support 119 Ministries so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations.